and welcome back to the Women of Web3 podcast. I'm your host, Lauren Ingram. I'm also the founder of Women of Web3. We're a community that's connecting women in the next iteration of the internet. We've got events, the podcast, and a jobs platform if you're looking for your first role in all things crypto, NFTs, or the metaverse. You can find out more on our website, womenofweb3.co, or on Twitter and Instagram at womenofweb3co. Today, I'm happy to be joined by Raki Shah. She has a background in social purpose and behavior change campaigning, having worked at various PR agencies, and she's now the co-founder of a community called Gold Bangle Club for people who have an interest in Web3 and a passion for South Asian culture to come together. I met one of Raki's co-founders, Hamisha Mehta, at an event. Also, I love that her surname is Mehta. She's very well-branded for Web3, and I really liked what they were doing, so I'm really happy to have Raki join the show. So without further ado, I'd like to welcome Raki. So welcome to the show. Could you start off by telling us who you are and what you do? Of course. So first of all, thank you so much for having me on the show. Um, I'm such a fan of Women of Web3 and everything that you're doing, that it's a real privilege to be doing this podcast with you. So really super excited to be here and to be telling you all about me and what I'm up to. So yeah, I'm Raki. I am co-founder of Gold Bangle Club. We are a Web3 community which is aiming to onboard more women of colour particularly South Asian women, into the Web3 space. My background actually lies in social purpose comms and PR, and I have a specialism in reaching harder to reach and ethnically diverse audiences. I still very much wear that hat at the moment, so I kind of straddle a Web2 and a Web3 life at the moment and do both things really at the same time. I'm also blogging about my Web3 journey and doing a podcast on uh, Web3 marketing, which I've just kicked off and really excited about as well. Wow. I didn't even know about your podcast. So we have to chat about that afterwards. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> what, what, or tell me now, what, what's it called? So it's actually called Web3 Marketing with Becky and Racky. And Becky is a fellow marketeer that I met in one of the communities. Well, we're actually part of three of the same communities, three of the same NFT communities, because that's what happens, isn't it? You kind of tend to find really kind of like-minded people and then you sort of ask them all what you know which community you're in and then you find out that you're part of two or three of the same ones so anyway we got chatting on the um the take up space discord we're both in and we've both been blogging about web3 marketing and kind of just exchanged our blogs to each other essentially got chatting and thought actually there could be something in this this is you know this is really exciting it's taking off we feel like there's lots of questions around how marketing is changing, especially, you know, from the kind of the Web 2 space to the Web 3 space. We kicked off our first Twitter space around a month ago and we had the recruitment Web 3 recruitment agency Meta Intro join us alongside Callie, who's now co-founder of Stardust Society. And they kind of talked us through the opportunities available in the space. That was very much Meta Intro. And Callie kind of talked to us about her kind of, you know, shift from Web2 to Web3 marketing. And then, yeah, we're going to actually turn that now into a podcast because we feel that it's got real legs. So really excited to kind of turn that into a bi-monthly podcast. Amazing. Well, congratulations. And yeah, looking forward to listening to it. So I'm going to jump into our jargon buster because yeah. I always make people define something at the beginning of the show. And I'm, I'm trying to broaden the sort of different terms that we go into. So I'm going to make you describe crypto winter. How would you describe what that is for, for beginners? If you're not part of this sort of NFT and crypto scene, what is it? Yeah, it's a great question, actually. So I would say that to understand what crypto winter means, I think it's quite important to understand also what a bear market is. So they're both related, but they're both also slightly different. 
So both relate to a market downturn when the price of cryptocurrencies have crashed. In a bear market, it's lower than average crypto prices and less activity as a result. And when I say less activity, you know, I'm talking about less buying, less selling, less trading. And this does tend to follow a price crash. Crypto winter is similar to the bear market. But the key difference, I think, is if we think of crypto winter as almost like a, a recession, a crypto recession, if you like, it's longer term. It results in little general interest from the public. And what also results is kind of little innovation, little new money entering the space and little or no kind of excitement about the space. So certainly like a dearth, really, and kind of really kind of negative sort of space to be in, I would say, is the crypto winter. (laughs) I'm glad I asked that as a nice little positive start to the show. (laughs) That was completely my fault. Actually, that's interesting that you define them differently, bear market and crypto winter, because I think in my head I've been using them interchangeably. But I really like your definition. I think you're actually absolutely right about the kind of what's a longer term recession or not. Uh, So, yeah, thank you so much for that. So you're now the co-founder of Gold Bangle Club and that you mentioned briefly. Can you tell listeners what it is and tell us about your mission? Yeah, really excited to tell you about Gold Bangle Club. As I mentioned earlier, we're a community on a mission to onboard more women of colour, particularly South Asian women and their allies into Web3. As you say, I'm co-founder alongside two other powerhouse British South Asian women. My two other co-founders are Hamisha Mehta, who is an ex-management consultant and finance guru, and Nirali Patel, our artist, who had a previous life in legal and finance before she made the hop over to to become a full-time artist. So in terms of why South Asian women particularly, we're underrepresented in most areas of society, from politics to business to media, to tech. And this is even more pronounced in Web3 because it's a new space. Just 19% of people in the space are women. And there aren't even any sort of stats for the number of people from minority ethnic backgrounds in the space because it's new, but, you know, just shows that there's quite a lot of work still to be done in this area. And there's loads of projects looking to onboard more women into Web3. When we had a look, we couldn't really find any projects that were kind of reaching and actively engaging the millions of South Asian women living in the West. And that's where we thought we had a real kind of opening and opportunity. And that's what, you know, we're here to do. We're really here to change this. Our focus areas are are fourfold. So we're all about community, as is the the Web3 kind of buzzword. And this is all about creating that all-important safe space safe and fun space for women who are curious about Web3 to to come together, to explore and learn and form new connections. I think that forming new connections is really important, certainly something that I've enjoyed so far in my Web3 journey, like the people that you meet on the way just make things amazing. Mm -hmm. We're about network, and this is something that we're really excited about and comes from our own lived experiences. So, Whilst we've all had seasoned careers, we've all got the commonality that we didn't really have any women who looked like us or who had similar lived experiences to look up to and get advice from. And I know for myself, like when I was climbing the career ladder, this would have made a real difference to my life in terms of my career trajectory, in terms of my confidence, also just in terms of how I carry myself. And that's one of the things that we're really excited to kind of unlock for our community, kind of access to to mentors and access to people that have made it or, or that are making it and, you know, they're people from the South Asian community. 
And when I say network, I mean network, I'm talking about women in Web3, but also inspirational women from other walks of life too. And then finally, we're about education and art. So our art is culturally rich, it's nuanced, it's got loads and loads of kind of nods to the South Asian culture in there. I mean, you know, you just kind of look at it and it bleeds South Asian culture. Everyone knows Bollywood and the stunning colourful clothing and jewellery that goes along with this. And we're here to celebrate this part of our culture, but we're also here to portray and represent South Asian women as they actually are. And I think Nirali has done a really great job of kind of explaining this. I I love the way that she explains this. She says that, you know, she's a woman who's got big, curly, sometimes frizzy hair. And she never sees that played back to her in media and, you know, through the kind of the Web3 world as well. And that's one of the things that we want to do with our art, you know, let women see themselves mirrored through our artwork and, and really kind of, you know, see themselves represented But we also want to take our art one step further and make it a little bit different from other projects. And we're really excited about using it for immersive education. So helping to empower our community, helping them to to deal with the challenges they face from being South Asian and teaching them all about Web3 at the same time. And the way that we're doing this is through storytelling and, and comics. So anyone that's kind of interested, you can go on to our socials. And we've recently just launched our first few comics called the Isha Diaries. Isha's a South Asian woman who's kind of going through life, looking for a bit of change. And we kind of follow her trials and tribulations as we go along. I've seen on your Instagram, really enjoying yeah. it. And the sort of going from black and white through to full colour. Uh, it looks really cool. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and so, yeah, we're going to be using that kind of storytelling and comics to, to bring that kind of immersive education to life. So hopefully that gives you a whistle-stop tour about what Gold Bangle Club is all about. Yeah, thank you so much for telling me more about the mission. I really like what you're doing, which is why I was excited to have a chat to you. So I know that you've been working in comms at PR for years and years. It sounds like you haven't made the leap to sort of full-time Web3 yet. Like, First, can you tell me a bit about what's your split of like how your time is taken up? And also, what was your light bulb moment? What was it that got you excited about Web3 and went right, we need to do something in this. Yeah, sure. So um, yeah, as you say, I I am currently straddling Web 2 and Web 3. And I try my best to balance things between my daughter and my family, the PR freelance consultancy work that I'm doing across social purpose, and then the Web 3 world that I've kind of entered into. So in terms of how that tends to shape up, I've been lucky enough to find part-time PR consultancy gig which is ongoing so I do that a couple of days a week as a kind of interesting means of income if you like and then I have Wednesdays that my daughter is still in childcare so that tends to be kind of like my big gold bangle club day Mm. and then I have Thursdays and Fridays and I and I spend those days with my daughter but I would say that Wednesday to Sunday are big evening working nights for me in terms of all of the web three work that I do So, you know, I will straddle that Wednesday to Sunday time between Gold Bangle Club, between the podcast that I'm working on, between learning about the space. So I try and listen to, you know, loads of Twitter spaces and loads of kind of webinars and and lots of reading as well. So I get into loads of trouble with my husband because I kind of fall into bed about kind of midnight, about one o'clock in the morning. But, you know, I'm just trying to get it all done. And it's really interesting because... If you'd asked me a year ago, I would have said that I don't want to be that woman that that has it all, that because I sort of knew that you can't have it all mm. as a working mum. Mm-hmm. I think at the moment I'm just in a place trying to find that balance, but equally I found all these things that 
I want to do and I want to do them all. So I'm just yeah. just trying to do them all. And then you also asked me how I got into the Web3 space. And that was about a year ago. I was thinking about my return to work. Eternity Leave was, was drawing to a close. As I said, like, you know, I didn't really think that I'd be able to manage everything. And I didn't know how I'd do the juggle. And I was a, in a real pickle about really going back to work. And my husband brought this thing called NFTs to me and said, look, you don't know what you're going to do with your life, like post-baby, but either way, like you're probably going to do some sort of comms and NFTs are probably going to be really big in your kind of comms area. Mm. So um, listen to this thing from Gary V, essentially. <laughs> <laughs> so I did. And um, it was really interesting and sort of just went from there, really. I, I did as much research as I could, but to be honest, I couldn't find a lot of stuff that was accessible. So I was really interested, but at a bit of a loss as to where to go for more information so I kind of yeah. parked it until BFF came along in January. And I would say that the BFF launch in January really sort of kickstarted things for, for me and, and the co-founders Gold Bangle Club. I think it just gave us the, the kind of oomph and the excitement, but also the, the confidence that, you know, this is an area that other women would be really interested in. And as we said, you know, we had a look at the space, had a look at what was happening and, and sort of felt that actually there was the gap to do something for South Asian women to really address the kind of cultural barriers and the, you know, the, the lived experiences and play them back to women from our society and, and our culture to help them understand that look like, you know, we're trying to do it. So if you're interested, you know, you could also try and do it. And representation is, is such a kind of I think it's a, like it's an overused term, but, you know, when you look at the kind of value of representation and the value of sort of, you know, mirroring things back and seeing people in the space and thinking, actually, you know, they're doing it. So, yeah, maybe I can give it a go. And that's really what brought us to Gold Bangle Club. And, and that's what we've been kind of working really hard on for the last six months. I love that. Uh, that's really cool. And also, I love how you've yeah connected with different people in the Web3 space and also that BFF, like for many women, that was the kind of big, okay. I'm allowed to be interested in this and this is how to sort of set foot into it. I guess it was partly because, you know, they, they launched with such a bang. They had, uh, so that the co-founders are called uh, Jamie Schmidt and Britt Morin. And they also brought on, sorry, I'm, I'm, I'm telling you, like you obviously know this already, but for listeners, uh, they brought on a sort of whole pool of amazing women. Some of them quite famous. I'm pretty sure Gwyneth Paltrow is in the BFF founding members. So, yeah, that's what kind of got a lot of women intrigued and excited. And, yeah, it just made it more accessible. And so I think the work that you're doing is super important and, yeah, really well aligned with what we're trying to do with Women of Web3 in terms of, yeah, demystifying this and sort of saying, like, it's OK, you can come and do this stuff. You don't need to be a developer. You don't need to be a guy. Out of interest, what's been the reaction so far to Gold Bangle Club and what you've put out so far? Yeah, so we've been blown away, actually, by the reaction to Gold Bangle Club so far. We're an early community, but what we're finding is that when people hear about our mission and purpose, they're always like really kind of positive and really excited about what we're up to. I think that within the Web3 space more generally, you know, there is a real mission and commitment to making sure that the next version of the internet, that Web3 is built with all manner of diverse people from all walks of life. And that we can see this from you know, we're referencing uh, my BFF a lot, but, you know, they've recently launched something called the Belonging and Mattering Council, mm. which is a council that will be open to ideas from their community on how to make Web3 a more kind of diverse space. 
And when you see, you know, a really kind of big player in the space like that, kind of, you know, making really such a big leap into, okay, let's actually harness this and, and see what problems we can solve. You know, we know that, yeah, the, what Bob Angle Club is doing is is definitely kind of in the right space and, and um, you know, definitely something that's going to be kind of well received. And you can see this with other projects too, you know, some of the other projects like Hug from Randy Zuckerberg, who I know you've had on recently, and also projects like Asian, Asian as well, you know, kind of really kind of playing in this space. I think from our community, it's been been a really interesting reaction actually so definitely like curiosity like you know when I talk to my friends and family and when you know we're sort of you know getting reactions across the the stuff that we're putting out on our socials you know people will say like what is you know I've never even heard of web3 like I didn't even know that this thing existed and I think like you know when you're really far down the journey and when you're immersed in this stuff you you can forget that there's a whole population of people that that haven't even heard of Mm. web3 don't know what nfts are and so that kind of curiosity that we're often met with always brings us back to our core mission and and really kind of you know aligns us in terms of look there is a really kind of big onboarding job still to be done which i think you know really excites us because we're like yes you know we we are doing something that's needed we're often met with caution, you know, as well. So uh, we were having a conversation with um, an in real life South Asian community, a, a kind of professional networking community just earlier this week. And they were really interested in what we're doing and, and really supportive and invited us to come along and, and talk at one of their panel events. But certainly there was a nervousness around, you know, like when people Google crypto and they come up with things like, you know, information on scams and information on mm. the fact that, you know, it's a bit of a, you know, you, you can get dwindled quite easily or, you know, the market's crashed. So we often get questions around like, okay, you're building in this space, but, you know, is it a stable space? Is this a space that you really want other people to be entering? And I think that they're really great questions. And certainly, again, I think it brings us back to our mission in terms of like the, the role of education, in terms of, you know, helping people to understand that there's, there is a safe way to go about your Web3 life and bringing that all to the fore is something that we're we're really really excited about and I think the third aspect in terms of how we've been met I know that on you know the mentorship side and that kind of bringing role models um to the fore there is a real kind of excitement about kind of a receiving that in terms of people from our community being really excited to, to kind of receive that but also from the women that we're talking to that could potentially do this job, certainly align with the experiences that we've had today and say, you know, yes, we'd really like to jump in and help you here and, you know, kind of provide access to our lived experiences. Because just like the experiences that we've had, I think a lot of people that have found the ladder or that are doing really well in their professional careers didn't have, you know, other kind of role models to look up to as they were sort of doing that. Totally. It's interesting that you've been met with some scepticism or like, you know, a little bit of cynicism. And I, I can also totally identify with that. That's definitely been the case for women of Web3 or when I've had yeah conversations with family and friends. And similarly, you know, you said people don't necessarily know what it is. So I've been asked by close friends like, oh, how's women of Web going? And I'm like, oh, it's a, <clears throat> it's Web3. I mean, but also fair enough that like, you know, if you're not so already like in, inducted into the cult of it, it's not a normal term. It's not something you hear banded around if, if you're not already kind of slightly tapped into it. And there is, a, you're right, a nervousness. And I think probably women would like a little bit more reassurance before like making any move in this space. So I know that's partly what both of our communities are hoping to do. But I also kind of think fair enough that people want to wait until 
some of the volatility blows over a little bit before they want to start exploring more. And so like, so I completely get that. Um, but returning to that diversity point, what do you think that people or, or companies should be doing in Web3 to start thinking about addressing the ethnic diversity point or you know, the, the lack of ethnic diversity at the moment? Yeah, so there's a lot, you know, there's there's a lot that, that people can be thinking about. So mm. I'm going to pull out a couple of things that I think, you know, could be really, really good places to start. I think one of the things that certainly companies in Web3, but also just companies more generally that are thinking about diversity can kind of can look to apply. The first one being ambassadors and, and representation. So look, like just coming back to the data, you know, only 19% of people in Web3 are women and even fewer are people of colour. So I think what these stats do is they often act like a self-fulfilling prophecy. People don't see people like them represented in the space. So they assume that they're not welcome, that the space isn't for them. And then they kind of make the decision to back away. And I think Mm -hmm. that, you know, once you've made that decision to back away, you often, you've made that decision. So you kind of stay in that kind of backed away spot. And so we need to get people and we need to reach people before they've actively made that decision. And I think one of the key things that people can start doing is thinking about their outward facing representation. So, you know, like who are their spokespeople? Who are they putting out? Who's doing, you know, the talking? You know, think about who you're putting on your Twitter space, for example, and think Mm. about, you know, is that a white man? Is that a white woman? Is that a woman of colour? And mix it up a little bit. And then I think, like, you know, make a thing of it as well in terms of, you know, putting a photograph of that person up on Twitter so that, you know, yes, people will hear that person, but also they'll be able to see that person and look at that person and think, oh, okay, yeah. So it's not, you know, it's not just this type of person that's in this space. It's, you know, it's it's a person like me. And it's, yeah, I think it's bringing it back to thinking about your audience and thinking about, how you can relate that back to make that person think, oh yeah, you know, this is a space for me, for a person like me. I think like if I talk to an example of this, so one of the communities that I personally love is a is a community that's coming out of Australia called Chipped Pixels. Hmm. And they're all about representation again in the South Asian community. And they're supported by Randy Zuckerberg and Debbie Soon and, and the Hub Foundation. And um, I came across them and I was just blown away by their artwork. Like, you know, just their artwork is is stunning. But I was also just so excited because I saw their artwork and I saw myself in it. And it was the first NFT that I bought because I saw myself in it and because I was mm. so excited. And it certainly is a community that, you know, that I align to. And I think that that is the power of representation. That's what we're trying to do with Gold Bangle Club. And I think that that's what, you know, that's what other communities can do. The other thing that I think I would pull upon is, is thinking about your audience and for Web3 particularly, Web3 projects that are minting. Think about the utility that you're offering and make sure that that utility resonates with your audience. So, mm. you know, look, I've got a marketing background. So this is some of this is kind of marketing 101, but... Really, it's just the basics of thinking about your mission and your vision and aligning that back to who you're trying to relate to. So I think, you know, for example, you could facilitate conversations to people that you know that community will kind of resonate with. You can offer kind of access to perks and brands in real life that you know that your community will engage with. 
And I think that that will, you know, that will kind of really help. And the term that I really like when I'm thinking about this is kind of culturally intelligent utility. And I think that that really chimes. And I think that that, you know, that certainly is something that, that, that Web3 communities and Web3 companies can think about fairly easily, but will be super powerful in terms of the rewards that they can reap. I love that. I haven't heard of culturally intelligent utility. Did you come up with that? Or is that actually just now? I mean, I think that's really important. I haven't heard anybody else even make reference to that of like, you know, the rewards that come with your digital asset. Who do those serve needs of? And, you know, who does that interest? And so therefore, who thinks, yeah, I should be participating in that. And yeah, I think it's a super interesting point. So coming to the end, I love to ask people what tips or learning resources they like to point people towards. Is there anywhere that you direct people? Yeah, so I would say my top three um, places for tips and learning resources would be check out the MyBFF community. I know that they get a lot of love on the Women of Web3 podcast, but they do because, you know, it's for a reason. They're excellent in terms of the education that they're serving. So Mm -hmm. their website's great, but their Twitter is great and they have all manner of Twitter spaces that touch so many different topics. So I'd say definitely that's a great one. The Surge um, NFT project is also a great project for NFT onboarding and and Web3 onboarding more generally. So definitely check out the Surge community. And, you know, I I would do a shout out for for Gold Bangle Club as well. You know, we're doing a lot in the education space to check out our socials um, and check out the work that we're doing. And you can find us on, if you just do a search on Instagram and on Twitter, for at Gold Bangle Club, you'll find us fairly easily. And we're actually hosting our first event, in real life event, um, in September to tie into Web3 Week, which we're really excited about. And that's going to be an onboarding and introduction to Web3. So anyone that is curious and wants to learn more, go onto our socials, find out about that event, and um, we'd love to have you to, to come along. Amazing. Thank you. And so lastly, where could people find you? So people can find me, I'd say the best place for people to find me would be Twitter and that would be at underscore Raki Shah and um, people can get obviously how my name's spelt from the from the write-up that you'll do for this podcast. Yes, of course, find it in the show notes. So I wanted to say thank you so much Raki for our time today, really enjoyed having a chat to you and learning about what you're doing with Gold Bangle Club and I'm sure there's actually more we can probably do together in future, so thanks for your time. Thank you so much for having me. It's been wonderful and, yeah, really, really excited to, to potentially come back at some point in the future. This has been the Women of Web3 podcast brought to you by Women of Web3. If you enjoyed today's show, please give us a rating on Apple Podcasts, Spotify or wherever you listen to your podcasts so more people can find the show. You can keep up to date with amazing jobs, opportunities, learning resources and connect with other women by following at Women of Web3 Co on Twitter, Instagram or LinkedIn. That's at Women of Web3 Co. So feel free to tweet us with any questions about the show and thank you for listening. 